Welcome to Prop Chat. We are here to talk about property, the ups, the downs, and how you can get started in property investing. And now, here's your host, Dave McGlashan. Hello and welcome to Prop Chats. It's Dave McGlash and your host and I'm here with Alexandra. How are you doing today? I'm doing so well, Dave. How are you yeah, doing? Good. I'm great. So Alexandra runs a company called Digskinnect. I believe you're the CEO. Is that correct? Is that your title? Um, business development. <laughs> business development. Yeah, we're okay. we horizontal. Nice and horizontal. <laughs> That's good. It's good and healthy. So do you want to just give the listener audience a quick 10 second overview of what you do at Digskinnect? So Digs Connect is a student accommodation marketplace. It works very similarly to Airbnb, where landlords, property owners, developers go on, they list their rooms, they list houses, buildings, everything, and then students go on and they find them. And they connect on the site. Um, students can find rooms, also find roommates. I'll find a Digs Mate feature is quite popular. I think, and I think that's the thing that I want to highlight. It's that it's, it's specific to students and student accommodation, where in South Africa, I think historically, it's, it's list your room on... Gumtree or whatever it is or Facebook and it yeah. sort of ends up this very, very messy sort of situation. Yeah. So you're really in there trying to solve a specific problem. The niche is important for us. I mean, how it started um, was when I was at UCT, I was on the SRC and my portfolio was student housing. Yeah. Um, so every day I was dealing with students coming in saying we can't find a place to stay or um, I need somewhere close to university because, you know, obviously transport goes hand have accommodation or they've been scammed. I mean, these horrible stories of people who come from out of town who would find a place on a sort of a, a random website within any checks <laughs> and um, pay the deposits, arrive in town only to realize the property doesn't exist or the address they're given, someone's like, I've never heard of you before. And this happens a lot. And yeah. so I'd sit there in January with a queue of students outside my door saying, where do we go? We literally have nowhere to go. Um, and the university has, I mean, they're going better with it now, but before they didn't have any structures really to deal with this, so yeah. emergency housing. So then I was trying to sort of place these students. And on the other hand, our landlord's saying, we have all these empty rooms. Like we have, we have accommodation once you rent out. Yeah. Especially landlords that have mortgages to pay. Um, they're like, you know, you need to get tenants in. Yeah. So there was demand for both sides, but they weren't meshing. Yeah. So I had this Excel spreadsheet where I was trying to like match up both sides. And I was like, there has to be an easy way of doing this. You had the, you had the clients. You just they needed had, like a solution yeah. to be put in place. And so I was sitting in an SRC meeting trying to like explain to the rest of the guys about you know, this, this problem I was facing. And I was like, yeah, I just need to make a platform for this. You know, I could even call it like, like Digs Connect or something <laughs> like that. And they're like, what did you say? Very, it's a very good name. Digs Connect. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I kind of knocked together a really basic, hideous website, if I may say so, um, on WordPress. Yeah. And I got the ball rolling with that. Um, and then it just kind of took off from there. I uh, ended up dropping out of my postgrad. Um, found some amazing co-founders who want to jump on board. Yeah. Um, have, yeah, they're really incredible guys. Redid the whole site and yeah, we're flying. That's great. So do you want to really talk us through the team? Obviously, Brendan's sitting over there quietly with headphones. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're business development, you're growing the business, that's your focus. Yeah. And what are the rest of the team doing? Um, so we have Greg. Um, Greg, I knew from SRC also. We worked together there for a while and he does most of our marketing. Marketing, operations, and the moment's kind of looking also like after finances. Um, and then Brendan is our CTO, so focused on product and all that. But we kind of overlap a lot. We're a very small team obviously we're all really good mates so we kind of work on it together if we want to roll out a new feature we'll chat about it we'll draw it out we think about the design of it and then we'll sort of sit down and focus on that or if the new business we want to go to we sit around and talk about it you know telling how we want to now do um hospital accommodation yeah we sit around and chat about it and be like okay cool we should go like in this direction or with marketing you know i don't know if you read about our money drop we did yeah so yeah. and our big sort of marketing schemes and we sit around but then greg will like that's his competency then 
So it's not hard lines. I mean, I did some, I do some front end coding also. Yeah. Um, there's no hard lines, but we kind of, everyone has to have responsibility, you know, so that there's no kind of slipping through the cracks. Yeah, 100%. You have that to have ownership in that. Yeah. Okay, so, so talk to me a bit about the timeline then, because obviously this is probably the first time a lot of people are hearing about you. You're still growing your name in Cape Town specifically and nationally even more so. So how, when did you start? When, where are you now in the sort of timeline of your business and what's the project? So we launched um, the, the MVP of Dex Connect in mm -hmm. January this year. That was like that actually was working. Before that, it was not really functional. Um, so yeah, January this year, we had our site up and running, which is just in time for season, because you know, student accommodation generally runs <laughs> with the semesters or with the yeah. academic year. Um, so we got it up then, um, and then, I mean, the product was okay, people could use it, we had some growth, and then we were mostly focused, yeah, Cape Town, Stellenbosch were our two markets because we were all ex-UCT, we know it really well, um, and then we kind of got a few organic listings in other cities, like Joe popped up for us a few times, Gramstown interestingly popped up, yeah. um, we didn't focus there on all, we were just doing Cape Town, because <laughs> it's such a, such a good market for us, and then when also there's just two of us just greg it was just greg and i at that point so we had a lot on our plate um and i was doing most of the coding then and then as soon as brendan jumps on board we just had a lot more capacity to expand then so then we really greg and i really focused on pushing our marketing and karting and joburg and pretoria became really good markets for us joburg actually is our biggest market okay there's just a lot of students and a lot of accommodation and people are a lot more open to business also in karting yeah, as opposed to get down. I can promise you that. And then Gravstown has become a really big market for us. Yeah. I was actually at school in Gravstown. Okay. So I headed over there, spent a few days at Rhodes. Um, fantastic markets. And that's one of our other cool cities. You see these maps around our office. Yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, we're at the Western Cape there. And what we do is we pinpoint every university, every private college, and every TVET. Yeah. Um, the public universities have been our focus. So, you know, your UCTs, your Stellenbosch's, Wits, UJ, Rhodes. And then we've actually found that there's a lot of demand from your private colleges, Vega, Varsity College, AAA, um, like the niche schools, acting schools, what are all, all those, they don't have residences. Yeah. So we're developing a product called a virtual res to kind of like replicate this res feel for private schools. Okay. So expanding nationwide all of those, um, your Damlins, your you know, your business schools. Um, and now we want to get to TVET. I don't know if we can make it this year though because we have so much on our plate and you know our team is still quite small. But we're looking to, we have we have an opportunity to do the TVETs too. And I think TVETs actually make most of the students in South Africa. Um, so that's another thing we're looking at expanding into. Yeah. And that's also nationwide. All your old like, speciality schools, yeah. your nurses colleges, your teachers training colleges, your, um, your artisans, yeah. those are all different schools. Now they've been amalgamated yeah. into, yeah. 100%. Okay, so, so speak to me, because obviously you came in with a niche problem of solving the problem with students being mismatched and being sent to non-existent properties and all this. So what do you provide the, the sort of students, I guess that's the best, your, your primary client base? Who, who's your primary client? The landlords or the tenants? Both. Both. So every time we actually look at <clears> features, we have both our users. Well, actually, it's a more complicated than that because each of those are tied to different things. So the landlords, mm. land, property owners are just by themselves. They want to fill their rooms. They want to get good tenants to fill their rooms so they can pay off their mortgages. Um, and students often linked to their parents. I mean, we have a lot of students obviously inquire about accommodation, yeah. but a lot of the time, surprisingly, how much, maybe even half the time, depending on time or year, um, parents are calling in and parents are going on the sites, especially mm. in the early part of the year. I think parents are more um, more mindful of reality. And so they're also looking for accommodation for their kids in September, even August, yeah. um, especially for first year students. Whereas in January, February even, we're having <laughs> like our second year, third year students that are looking for accommodation. So yeah. two <clears> uses, <throat> definitely. Um, and then forgot your question. So how are you protecting the students from 
What's the for a landlord? It's like how how do you get a good landlord, and what do you define as a good landlord, and what do you define as a good students in this? So that's a really interesting question. It actually is a big debate we had yesterday, <laughs> okay. the three of us, about how we can actually um, work on that. The moment what we're offering for Digs Connect is is just directory. It's a place to find mm. it. Yeah. And um, then the core problem initially was this mismatch. Students could not find accommodation for student for uh, yeah for students, and landlords had these empty rooms. Um, especially landlords that have like built accommodation specifically for students, your private raises. Um, not your massive you know, private rooms that have you know thousands of rooms, but the ones kind of between like twenty to hundred rooms. You know they have these rooms, they have mortgages, they're private individuals that own property, mm. um, and they want to fill that up. So that was that first mismatch was our, our first hill to get over. Yeah, and I think we've we've obviously you can always grow, but we've kind of tackled that problem to a large extent. We've solved that. It's really easy and simple and beautiful to create listings on these connect. Yeah, it's it really is. easy to get in touch with someone. Um, so our next hurdle then is quality. It's how do we get the best quality like, yeah. tenants and how do we get the best quality landlords. Yeah, it's quality and trust. It's a yes. huge bar- barriers. And Absolutely. It's- and that's what you're trying to design for right now. So you've got it <laughs> in the crux of trying to like workshop these issues. There's a few things you do. I mean, I think Airbnb has solved this problem really well. Yeah. Uh, we take a lot of lessons from them. Um, you know, the, re- the review system is fantastic because yeah. what you want to do is you know, good behavior should be rewarded. And so having reviews saying that this person was incredibly considerate um, or they was like, they're really, you know, respectful, kind of like that kind of behavior when it like rewards. So leaving reviews is something mm. we're thinking about trying to workshop. Airbnb, of course, is much shorter rent cycles. I mean, it's yeah. it's three or four days type. Three or four days, and you can do it four or five times in a year. Exactly. So you're getting a lot of reviews to get like a median response, whereas student accommodation, you're looking at 10-month cycles. Yeah. So you have one review and that's kind of unfair. You know, you want to have at least five to get a, a real... Yeah, and then exactly. a student will only do a, get a review like four or five times exactly. in their life cycle. Exactly. I mean, there's other things we can try, like, you know, there's traditional mm. things people have done that we can uh, take online. So, you know, a lot of landlords ask for a reference letter, like a previous landlord reference letter. So you can upload things like that. Yeah, but they're 19 years old. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the one issue. Um, looking at things like, you know, uh, we send emails to your university-issued email address, so at least you can prove that this person is associated with the university. So there's like that level of security. Um, often parents are the ones that are actually signing the leases yeah. and so you can do things like credit checks on parents so from the analysis perspective we have a feature on Digs Connect we can get verified um, it costs 100 bucks and then what we do we'll come over to your property I'll meet you see the property and make sure that it's just it's clean it's in good order um, you know it doesn't have to be the roots but it's, it's just it's a clean safe place to live that's yeah. suitable accommodation for students and that it's accurately represented the, the pictures match the property so no catfishing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And um, yeah, and then you get a, a little tick on your profile saying verified. Okay. And I think that incentivizes, you know, students would rather stay placed in it being verified than being visited. <clears throat> yeah. So landlords are then incentivized to get verified. Yeah, and look, that just falls into culture at the moment. The blue ticks everywhere. So yeah, exactly. getting that's, verified is just healthy. That's exactly <laughs> what we took it from. I look at Twitter and those blue ticks and the Facebook yeah. ones. And I was like, you know, we were trying to like this idea that you know, often if you want to get a roommate, you'll be like, okay, let me go through my social networks first and like ask a friend who knows a friend. Because the whole idea of having people that actually know people, not just randoms from the internet, it creates more security. And the challenge is how do we recreate that that social network on a digital platform? And yeah. I think, you know, us actually going there as like individuals, I dare say, going and meeting the landlord, shaking their hands, forming that connection. Um, and I've had a parent calling me from you know, Springbok saying, mm-hmm. my daughter's coming from the farm, it's her first year at university, where can she stay? I can be like, this is a fantastic residence, I've met the person who runs it, yeah. she's a lovely woman. Um, yeah, we're more likely to recommend, you know, our verified landlords. And then the student will go stay there. And what they can do then is, 
you know, leave the review or like, you know, say I've lived here and then start building up these networks where the community is self-supporting and self-verifying because that's scalable. Yeah. Um, at the moment, I, you know, I can't visit every single property across the country. I'm no, no. limited generally to the southern suburbs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, looking at scalable solutions, we're definitely still workshopping and we're definitely still growing it. Um, you know, business really is about iteration. You, it is. You try your first, your first attempt generally fails terribly <laughs> and then you try again, you know, and yeah. you, you tweak it and you figure out what actually works and what people like. And Yeah, 100%. So, so let's talk about the, the, the landlord perspective because obviously most of my listeners are landlords. Um, what, what, do you, what are you finding that distinguishes them from each other? What's the standout thing? Obviously, getting verified and building that sort of rapport and good photos is generally top of the list. DSLs, I know students get them internet, otherwise you're not going to get anyone. <laughs> so what else is there that students are seeing that's important? Well, it's interesting you say that because the first thing people ask is Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, students, yeah, I got a Wi-Fi. If you go on, if you just Google um, student accommodation standards for NISFIS, so and NISFIS is the National Student Financial Aid Service, it's um, government funding that goes to students that apply for it. And they actually have a legal document that was drafted, I think, in 2011. The norms and standards for student accommodation. It isn't actually adopted, um, which is interesting. We're still trying to workshop mm. that and work with universities and work with policymakers on this. But mm. the government tried to lay out a certain series of norms and standards that all student accommodation has to have. Things that it's completely out of touch. They say things like, you have to have a pin board in every room or what's not okay. university verified. So it's ridiculous. And no one actually like, you know, sticks to it. Um, and I think it was quite out of touch and whoever, if they did draw it up, I feel like perhaps it was done with not, not in consultation with landlords, not with students. Um, you still have to be verified to get NISFIS funding, but often the universities go and they use the discretion to see if, um, if accommodation is suitable for their students. But what we found is connect what really flies. Um, there's two things, proximity and price. So, like I said, accommodation goes hand in hand with transport. If you're studying yeah. at you know any university, the closer you are, the better you are for two reasons. One is just more convenient. No one likes traffic. No one likes sitting in their car. Parking no. is a mission. It's expensive. And also, if you're in class, you've got something you want to dash home and get it. Also, the vibe. There's a vibe on university. Like, you don't want to, yeah. FOMO is real. You don't want to be like left out. Things happening. I mean, you go to university not only to learn, but also for the experience. Yeah, 100%. So proximity is huge. As close to the college as possible, <clears throat> university, college, whatever it is, the better your, the rental's going to be, definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's more competition for it then, or more demand for it. Um, the next is price. Students obviously have a tight budget. So you got to really manage that. Like, yeah, just getting... I mean, the best thing to do is look at what competitors are pricing their accommodation at yeah. and just get it as low as you can because that people can only afford what they can afford, yeah. especially for students. So those are the big ones. And then the softer stuff, um, Wi-Fi is a big one. Students will not stay in places that have internet sometimes. <laughs> they like will not go there. Yeah. Um, and also there. ease. They want something that isn't a lot of effort. We found what our best, the best kind of solutions, if you have a room, which is rented up per room, and you have your bed, desk, cupboard, and it's, it's safe, it's easy, it's convenient, it's a... Uh, there's no sort of hacks and hassles. I mean, the problem with having... And students love the digs vibe, but yeah. you have to look after the gardener now. You have to look after you know who's coming to clean, or oh, the geezer's broken. I have to call in the plumber, and yeah. if you won't call the plumber, they'll let the geezer be broken yeah. and leak all over the place because it's a hack. Yeah. So exactly. convenience is key. You know that's the other thing. So how many landlords do you have who are renting out a room in their property versus renting out a property professionally? And this is what they're trying to do as an income, or they're just sort of like you know like filling a room to try and some extra income to help pay the pay the mortgage. Sure. So I don't actually have the exact numbers. I have a feel from interacting with my landlords. Yeah. Um, it really is a spread. I mean, we have a lot of landlords that 
uh, are professional, like, do student accommodation professionally. Um, they have private, like, you know, you have, of course, your big private rates, but the guys I spoke about earlier that have between, they buy, like, two or three houses in the observatory, anything between that, two guys that have about 80 rooms, one of my best landlords, you know, the guys who have, you know, like, eight or nine houses, they rent out those. Um, and for them, it's their business, what they do. Um, and they, they, get, they get funding from banks to buy more accommodation. And actually tying into Dixink right now is a way to show your cash flow. So if you're constantly getting in you know, rental every month, you can then take to a bank and be like, here's my, my proof I've got this rental in. You should then give me the money to buy more property because I can prove I rented up money. So yeah. we have a fame on those landlords and we actually have optimized our systems like you know, like a, a different offering for those landlords in terms of how they list and create listings. Um, and then, yeah, we have obviously like a huge proportion of, of landlords that are renting out their spare room that have converted their garage. Um, we have a lot of landlords that are sort of middle-aged, their kids have moved out, empty nesters. Mm, yeah. They have this house and they want to maintain their lifestyles, um, but they're close and, you know, coming close to retirement age and generally have to downsize. And we're saying, you don't have to downsize. You, know, you have all these empty rooms, beautiful family homes, rent it out. Yeah. And especially the family feel we find for, for example, um, I had a meeting recently with uh, one of our landlords who she really runs like a like a home away from home type feel. Mm. Um, some landlords just give a house to students, be like, this is a student house, but some do create these home environments. And what she does specifically is she runs like a halal house and she yeah. cooks halal meals and she has this halal kitchen. <laughs> and it really is like, I'll become like your, your home mother in a way. How's yeah. your day? I'll look after you. Um, some students don't want that. They don't want to have a, they want to move away. Don't want to have a mother. They yeah. want to, you know, be yeah. independent, but some really want that. They want to be looked after. And a lot of parents actually want that for their kids. Yeah. So it really is different structures different folks. There's, there's, accommodation out there for all types of students. Yeah, 100%. So what are you finding that many landlords are doing horribly wrong in this space? They're just trying to list in the wrong areas or they're mostly it? So an interesting case we had was um, <clears throat> when people are kind of out of touch with the market. We had uh, this guy from, I think, from Sweden or um, like Germany, and he wants to come in and put a lot of money to building accommodation. Um, without speaking to us at all. He kind of, I think he only heard about us at the end, unfortunately. So he came in and he put in like a lot of money into buying buildings in Woodstock. Mm. Woodstock is a great area. It is. Um, but he bought a lot of buildings and he converted them all, but like to the completely wrong specs. So he made these massive bedrooms. I mean, beautiful rooms, I mean, huge. Um, all with like queen size beds, <laughs> all en suite, like top class finishes. And he's renting each room up for like like nine grand, ten grand. Ooh. And he just couldn't understand why they weren't being filled. And I was like, you, like, you know, completely out of touch with like the, the local demands of the market. Yeah. I mean, like, students don't want that. You know, they want, first of all, they can't afford that. I mean, you have got obviously wealthy students in South Africa, but like they're a tiny subset. Students can't afford ten grand a month. You know, the, yeah. in Cape Town, the range is between four to about, you know, six, five, I'd say, depending on the area. And also Woodstock, it's a great area, but it's away from your universities. It is, yeah. So then you have to factor in things like, do the students have cars? How they're going to get to university? It's off the jammy bus routes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just really struggled. <laughs> I mean, I think maybe we've got one student out of that. And eventually you sell to someone else. You know, you sell the property or target a different market. Yeah. So that so, works for professional tenants, that price, right? Exactly, Not yeah. Students. But things like he built it in like a communal <clears throat> living thing. So I mean, professional tenants yeah. perhaps want like a flat. They don't want to live in like in a digs. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, it was completely out of touch, really. I'd say that your best bet as an animal is definitely to speak to Dex Connect first. Yeah. <laughs> because we know kind of what students want. Yeah, I think that's my invitation, is if, if, if there is a landlord looking to get into the space, is they should contact you. Because you've got market data and you've got research and you've got 
that experience. We work so closely with students. I mean, all of us are, I mean, <clears throat> we're all like, you know, in our mid-20s. All our friends are still studying. We're on campus at least every week. We are constantly doing user testing sessions with students. Like what we do, when we actually go to new cities. We don't just sort of go to Joburg and like put up posters. We go to the universities. We spend a few days there. We sit with the students. We walk with the students. We see where do they go drinking and we go yeah. hang out with them. <laughs> where do you guys get your coffee in the morning? What's happening on campus? What's the conversation? Who's the social influencers? We speak to like people that are uh, popular or who are kind of like, you know, on social media and we just understand what's, what do students actually want here because every market is also unique. Yeah, 100%. Like what we found at Vitz is totally different to UCT and completely different to Rhodes. Um, yeah, so you just kind of have to figure out like what people actually want and that's what we do really well because mm. we just, yeah, we work with students. Okay, so let's, let's talk commercials. Where does Digs Connect make their money at the moment and where is there possible, where are you looking to maybe expand that? So um, we have options to do top ads on Digs Connect. So if you create a listing, you have a top ad similar to the Gumtree model. Um, we're looking to actually make that a bit smarter. So what we do is reward good behavior. So for example, if you reply to messages quickly, um, on Days Connect, move your listing higher up type thing. Um, so we, we're actually phasing out our advertising on the sites, and what we're looking to do is rather have, have a, a rental management payment okay. system. Cool. And we're actually piloting that right now. So we have about <clears> five <throat> landlords we're working with, and we're really excited about this. Um, just as a way to track all your rentals in one place. Yeah. Um, so students will pay in every month, and you'll see then uh, who's paying for which room, have they paid, is it overdue, what's going on. Um, all in one place, especially for landlords have multiple tenants and multiple rooms and multiple properties. And then we take a small commission on that. Yeah, because I think that management is where the, a lot of the overhead and effort comes in with actually running these properties. Well, a lot of our landlords say they have pieces of paper or Excel spreadsheets. So let's mm-hmm. update that. <laughs> yeah, please. We've had Intel payment system. Yeah. Um, so it's all in one place, really. You log on, you can see your properties, you can okay. market it. So the, so the plan is a rental management, more of that admin platform. You're like looking at tenant management or going in there and helping with managing properties we spoke about burst skis earlier you're not looking to expand into that space not yet not for a while <clears throat> we're a tech company yeah. uh, we're a company of like developers and marketers so our core competency and our core focus is going to be tech and building things we want to build technology to like ease the process for property managers and landlords and yeah. investors um, but yeah we're not going to be looking we're not looking yet at any boots on the ground yeah and look at the moment you currently do have free listing that's your yes you listen free straight offering on the yeah. market so there's no actual cost to a landlord to list or to no, students yeah you can you, it <clears> is <throat> and always will be free to list on Dex Connect just because yeah. you want to have as many options possible for landlords to find students students find landlords um, and then we're going to build on our management system but that's still a working process yeah 100% so I think the most important thing for us is that we have to provide value and value is you found a tenant for your room you filled your room up you know or for a student you found a place to stay yeah. and then only there we started looking at things like you know how can we building a, a pricing structure after that but it'll definitely be done in collaboration with our users not like a surprise <laughs> here's, here's the thing. your ball. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that, I think that sounds exciting because that's where I would I would worry about is that management and that's where as a landlord I know that management is a huge component mm-hmm. of it finding and placing tenants is part of the challenge but you've got a tenant there in there for 10 months then it's all management for those 10 months mm-hmm. so so you mentioned obviously that a lot of people are sort of using the they have an airbnb strategy and you've likened yourself to airbnb at mm-hmm. the moment in my perception in the market is that airbnb is a bit on the low side so i'm assuming you would encourage a lot of airbnb users and clients to consider using digs connect in the to fill their properties for a longer period of time more reliably yeah well, it is though as you know about getting a, a tenant in for the long term even is with a risk and also there's seasons with that so obviously cape town in december january pumps yeah. 
Um, but that fits really well to student accommodation because students want to rent for the academic year. They want to rent from February to November because yeah. that's when, you know, semester starts and ends. Um, and then December and January, everyone's gone home. So it makes sense actually to like rent out your student for those 10 months. You have your rental sorted out. Students have a place to stay. There's a great kind of like security peace of mind for all parties there. And then over the busy season of December, January, when like you have all the tourists coming to Cape Town and everyone's going for holidays and they can pay like a lot more for it then. Then you do short-term rentals then. So you kind of are getting the best of both worlds in that case. You know, you've got the security of 10 months, enough to cover your um, your mortgage, whatever it is, and they make a little extra to stay in January, but there's not that much pressure to be like, I have to fill my rooms. Mm. Because, I mean, no one really... I mean, people obviously come to Cape Town in winter and stuff, but it's a lot lower. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, this is a... It's a summer town. It's yeah. not great to be here in winter. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree, but okay. <laughs> so, so I guess my, well, my final question is, what is your cautionary tale to landlords? It's I think a lot of landlords can look at student accommodation as quite an exciting prospect and they probably go into naively. So what is your bit of sobering advice for people looking to do it? Uh, well, I guess it depends on which stage the animals are at. I mean, are they still looking to buy or have they already bought or they're like being in business for like 10 years? Whatever. Yeah, let's assume they've got a property and they maybe want to rent out a room. So you've got a property already. Um, I'll say that if you've been in the business for a really long time and I'll say don't be close off to innovation. A lot of people feel like I've been doing this for 10 years. I know what's best. What do you know? Like things are constantly changing, especially with students. There's like very quick movement of what people want, what they don't want. Um, so always kind of keep you know your ear on the ground keep out stay, stay part of the conversation you know what's what's actually changing the market am I still relevant is my accommodation still still attractive you know yeah. still going to attract tenants for this um, and then for people that are just starting out cautionary tale I don't know I don't really have any I mean it's easy it's a wonderful space it's, yeah no <laughs> yeah it's, I think sure yeah, I mean, we haven't really had any... We speak to our animals a lot and no one's really said anything too shocking to us. You obviously make sure you have good communication with tenants, say exactly what you expect from them um, and what they expect from you. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I can't honest. think of anything no, bad. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Student accommodation is a great market yeah. I think to reinforce the points I've made before, it's, it's always understand your markets and make sure you're positioning yourself realistically in a market. So yeah. that's pricing, location, all these things. Do your research. Do research, your research, you know, like, and also, you know, be aware of things <clears> like opportunities arising. So, for example, I know the city of Cape Town right now is um, they want to open a college in, oh, I can't remember the area, but somewhere in the deep south. Yeah. Um, and a college means like, you know, student accommodation. There's, there's new interest there to like people have, um, people have uh, a need to meet. They don't want to find a place to stay. So like, look at that. Um, look at what's happening like politically obviously if there's been like new policy coming out or things are changing how can you then service that need yeah. so I think yeah just kind of like keeping an eye of opportunities and creating the best system for those awesome yeah and look I think I've, I've seen student accommodation work well in Cape Town. One of the reasons it works well in Cape Town is your average buy-to-let with a single tenant or a single lease just doesn't make financial sense in Cape Town. And at least if you're leaning towards the student accommodation and partnering with someone like your like Disconnect, mm -hmm. then you're in a position where you could probably get a cash-flowing property that actually makes you money every yes. month as opposed to property that loses your money. And you can end up buying in a really nice area like the Newlands, Constantia's. Yeah. Then you'll have good growth and potentially good income, and that's sort of the advantage that going to student accommodation or professional service accommodation has over your average buy-to-let sort of strategy. I mean, the demand is insane. I mean, you look at UCT; you got twenty-seven thousand students, mm. about six thousand beds in residence, only about you know three thousand students staying at home. So there's a huge demand for students to find quality accommodation that's close to universities. So just yeah, if you're doing your research, speaking to Digs Connect. <laughs> 
um, and buying a place and just putting a bit of effort into it, making it look great, making it safe, you yeah. will find tenants. 100%. Definitely. Awesome. So let's just wrap this up. How do people get hold, get in touch with you? Our website. Just go on to digsconnect.com, D-I-G-S-connect.com. Everything's on there, but also pop us an email, alexandra at digsconnect.com. And we also have a Digs Connect phone number. We do WhatsApping. <laughs> um, and that's on. If I, think you, I don't know our phone number for Harp. If you Google us, our number's there. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put all on the show notes. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Uh, but our website's first portal call. We've got contact forms. Um, yeah. Awesome. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much. I Thank really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was, it was lovely chatting. Awesome. Thank you for joining us on Prop Chat, brought to you by SA Property Investors Network. Make sure you visit their website, www.sapropertynetwork.com, where you will find ebooks, webinars, newsletters, training videos, property assessment tools, event tickets, and much more. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so you'll never miss a show. SA Property Investors Network, a place where property investors meet. Connect today. Expand tomorrow.